Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Don't forget that you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org to find links to all the stories that I'm about to share. Our first story of the week, Centers Play Major Mental Health Role. Researchers led by John Pachankis interviewed 60 LGBT community center leaders and found that 98% of those centers provided support groups and 85% provided individual psychotherapy to their clients. This underscores the importance of mental health work as a big part of what LGBT centers offer to their community. They also found that most of the leaders interviewed uh, had limited staff to perform these services and were interested in having more training on providing LGBT-specific evidence-based care. So it's interesting that even though um, the vast majority of centers are providing mental health services of one kind or another, that there's still an unmet demand, both for additional staff and for training, um, which certainly suggests that this is an area for, for growth as we look to try to eliminate LGBT mental health disparities, which you know have, have been covered at length in this podcast and have only worsened during the COVID-19 pandemic. Next up. Resources strained as needs soar. Relatedly, Fox 5 reported on the challenges facing LGBT health centers in New York, where a lack of patient visits and in-person fundraisers has meant huge drops in revenues. At the same time, they are struggling to provide telehealth and other modified services to provide for health uh, itself, but also for social connection, which is a, a big part of these centers as well as their role in vaccine distribution, which has further stretched resources. So uh, two stories in a row here looking at the role of LGBT community centers. Um, and so if you're wanting to figure out what your local community center is doing, either because you want to get involved in helping out or because you're looking for services yourself, uh, you can go to lgbtcenters.org, that Centerlinks website, and there's a nice interactive directory of centers there. Next up, PrEP is widely known but underused. A new study led by J.J.'s Wall found that while 98% of sexual minority men and transgender women were aware of PrEP as a way to prevent HIV, less than 25% were actually taking it. People of color who were part of the study were more likely to take PrEP if they had received information about it from a healthcare provider. This to me really shows how important it is um, for providers to educate patients as well as themselves about PrEP. Uh, I think it also underscores the real importance of that um, personal connection and that trust, um, especially it seems from this study among people of color. So definitely uh, that seems to point a way forward to having wider um, adaptation of uh, PrEP and having it um, used by a more diverse population because currently we know that this um, the population of people using PrEP tends to skew um, whiter than the population of people at risk for HIV, which is much more diverse. In our next story, after incarceration, challenges continue. Center for American Progress published a report on the barriers facing LGBT folks who re-enter the community following incarceration. For example, parole restrictions often limit housing and healthcare options for trans folks in particular. 
Additionally, some states permanently ban name changes for people with criminal convictions, and that makes it impossible for them to access um, affirming identification with their name and gender reflected as they would like it to be, and that in turn makes it harder for them to access services, makes it more likely that they're going to face discrimination, and just kind of continues uh, the cycle. So definitely interesting to think about criminal um, justice reform from an LGBT-specific perspective. Next up, mother-son duo tackle inequity. Commercial Appeal reported on how a mother-son duo in Memphis addressed the lack of a black-led LGBT organization in the area by forming one themselves. Relationships Unleashed is working to advance socioeconomic equity, sexual health, and during the pandemic, COVID-19 relief to black LGBT folks in the Memphis area. It's always really cool to see um, folks stepping up and taking a leadership role and filling a, a void that exists. And we know that we we always need um, more uh, work being done on on sexual health and uh, and relationships and and all of that within the LGBT community because there's so little information for young people in school and in the community from, um, from providers. So this is a really uh, great story. And finally, for this week, pandemics HIV comparisons have limits. The Ithacan explored the limitations in comparisons between HIV and COVID-19. While COVID-19 has affected everyone, albeit inequitably, and has therefore drawn widespread attention and resources, HIV was largely seen as a gay cancer when it began. It went ignored by a lot of politicians and by the general public for years, all while uh, LGBT communities were decimated by the uh, disease. So um, really interesting here. You know, we hear a lot of comparisons between the two, and uh, and, and there may be some ways in, in which that's correct. And maybe for the LGBT community, um, you know, it's it's been a similar struggle in some ways. Um, but very interesting to see the, the difference in resources and attention paid when a disease affects everyone versus when it affects only a marginalized population. And personally, I hope that as vaccination efforts continue in the U.S. Uh, we don't see COVID-19 no longer being a, a priority for research and funding as it will continue to affect, um, you know, lower income communities, um, people of color here in the U.S., but also people abroad in um, countries that haven't been able to afford vaccination. Well, that wraps up another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Thanks, as always, for listening. Don't forget that you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org if you want to check out any of the stories that I just shared for yourself. And uh, don't forget to tune in next week for another edition of our Roundup.